Hello, welcome to The Bad Pen Pal. I am Colin Parker, your regular host. I am back. Thank you very much to Sam Grezes for taking over during the great swap, host swap that we had uh, just a couple weeks ago. Um, and I am here today because I'm not very good at keeping up with people, uh, but I am good at podcasting. Uh, so the idea here was to sort of combine the two, and maybe I'd be better at keeping up with people if I just had them on my show. Uh, and so today, we are going to be joined by um, someone that I talk to probably once every twi- uh, sorry, once every other week, basically, on the phone. And we always say it's going to be 15 minutes, and it ends up being an hour and a half to two hours. I am joined today by Jordan Reed of Spooky Spouses. Hello. Colin, hi. Happy to be here. Uh, I, I, I know you can see through Skype or Google Hangouts, but I've, I'm ready. I've painted myself orange from head to toe, <laughs> and I'm stoked. I don't know why you said to do it, but I did it, and I'm ready. Uh, it, I, obviously, this is an audio format thing for the listeners, but for me, like I want to make sure that I'm getting... <laughs> Uh, the most enjoyment out of it. So I, there's always some sort of weird request. Um, last time I asked someone to dress up in their best Bumblebee cosplay. Mm. Uh, now that was interesting because I meant the Transformer, but they came dressed <laughs> as an actual Bumblebee. So that was that was something new. Um, now well, Jordan, it's just cute. It's just a cute yeah, costume. Exactly. Um, now Jordan, people here on the show may not know who you are. So why don't you give us just a quick uh, background on you? Sure. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. My wife and I, Lindsay, we host a show called Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff on the Scavengers Network. And we live in Columbus, Ohio. I am 31. And Colin pointed out that he liked my glasses. So in their like, quote unquote, fashionable uh, which they make me look younger. So I'm 31, <laughs> but I'm attempting to look 17. <laughs> I think that's a Zac Efron movie or something like that. Oh, is it? Yeah, wrong. it's something. It's like it 31 going on high school. Um, <laughs> so, Jordan, before we get into all the sort of like goofier questions, um, there is a question that I've been asking people recently, and it's not that some people don't get the idea, but I feel like you'll definitely understand where I'm going on this. So, you know, I have this idea that there's a multiverse out there, right? So every time you make a decision, you then branch off two ways. And there's another universe where this Jordan didn't make that decision, but this is the universe that we're in, right? Um, so I want to know, where is alternate universe Jordan Reed right now? Like, how different is his life from the major decisions that you've made? I'll answer your question, but very quick. Did you come up with this question on the most recent holiday, which was 420? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. That's, uh, that question is usually, have you ever noticed hands? What about, I mean, think about it. Do hands do it or like are it? <laughs> I think they do. I think they do it. I think they do it. I think they do it. So alternate universe me, if we're... If you're framing this question, well, the, at least the way that I'm that I'm conceptualizing it mm. is that from day one, right, you make one decision. That very first decision starts the splinter. Right. And then from each one of those in every single multiverse, first there's two and then there's four and then right. what, 16. And then uh, so I guess the one that man, oh, man, I guess just loosely alternate universe me would probably be. Uh, some sort of a reptilian human, um, 
Did something just explode in your house? <laughs> I think it did. Hang on one second. Uh, is everything okay over there? Okay. Sorry. Uh, my roommate's cat apparently just knocked over something. And Sorry. all of a sudden, it just my house did somewhat explode. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, I can see on your on your uh, video chat, you went like a few <laughs> angles to the left. <laughs> now your house is tilted. Uh, a little bit. So alternate universe me would be a reptilian person who's probably trading um, prisms, some sort of a prism for crude oil, <laughs> uh, making my way through the sandblasted uh, uh, what lunarscape in which I'm living <laughs> and trying to support my reptilian family. Lindsay would be also be a reptile, or at least her <laughs> alternate universe representation would be right. um, a reptile as well. So, yeah, some sort now, of reptile human. Here's a quick follow-up. Is Molly still a dog in that situation? Or is Molly, like, are dogs, sorry, let me try this again, dogs to humans, what are, like, the reptilian equivalent? Uh. Molly would be just Molly would be a person, just a regular human being. <laughs> <laughs> Molly would be Molly would be uh, I don't know. Well, how old? She's five in dog. So she, well, no, she's almost six. No, she's five and a half. I'm so sorry. So that's she's around 35, 40 years old. She'd just be a 40 year old human being that we've captured <laughs> on one of our many trips to the Milky Way galaxy because we mm -hmm. are in um, the Crolloriath. Kraloria <laughs> six, which is our galaxy. So we we had stolen a human being, and it's her. And um, she, we, you know, we're we're busy, just like in this universe. So we don't take her on as many walks as we'd like. But yeah, but we but we also love her very much. Do you put on like the uh, cr 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 okay? Wow, I can't. I'm so sorry for disrespecting your universe. Kraloriac <laughs> six is something like that, right? Yeah. Um, it, like, do you guys have your own version of Netflix that you sort of leave on during the day so she kind of feels oh, like there's company? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, oh, and the name of it is that I remember now. Uh, shape <laughs> uh, Shape 3 is just the name. Is it? Is it shape 3. Uh, and, there's, and there's cool original, you know, um, not necessarily – there's not stand-up comedy in this universe – it's mm -hmm. um, just standing up. It's just it's just an hour long footage, no crowd, but there. But it's all live streamed, <laughs> just of um, someone just standing there and just waiting, just waiting for <laughs> waiting for something. And then at, at the very end, the only well, the they they say when they first walk out, "Hi, I'm this person. Here's my stand up special." And they stand there for an hour, maybe maybe an hour, some change if it's a big celebrity. And then at the very end, they go, "Well, that'll do her." And then they. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they take off. <laughs> oh man, ah oh, Jordan, ah oh, God, that was that is so fucking good. You are a comedy genius. Oh, I don't um, know about that. I, I think uh, Lindsay and I both like to tell each other when we've done something funny, and mm -hmm. it's funny because we'll tell like it's something that we're proud of. Like, oh, I think I did a funny thing today. I'll tell Lindsay, or she'll go, oh, I'll tell Jordan. I did a funny thing today, and it's funny because what makes it funny is because, and this works both ways, that I think it's funny how f how much Lindsay thinks she's funny, mm -hmm. and then it works both ways as right, well. Right, and vice versa. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that thing of, I, I've had a couple people that I've, you know, that I know in my life that have been like, <clears throat> no one finds you funnier than you. And I'm like, well, 
That's okay. <laughs> I mean, That's I guess okay you're, me. you're around yourself 100% of the time. So exactly. If, man, wouldn't that be a bummer if you really thought you were not funny at all? Like, not funny at all. <laughs> if, if, like, even though I'm laughing right now, if I was in my head, I was like, you are the most boring person. Oh, you Shut stupid up. idiot. You, you stupid idiot. Idiot. Stupid. You big idiot. I can't believe you made a knock-knock joke. What's wrong no, with you? No one's ever laughed at one of those. <laughs> that is the thing, right? I mean, there's there's definitely an age at which you stop enjoying at knock knock. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like yeah. but I don't even think I don't even think when, when you're when you're a little baby that you think they're funny, you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. And it's more so of a thing like, oh, this is this is what puns are, or this is what right. uh, this no, this is humor. And you right. learn it by way of knock knock jokes, and then you like very soon probably certainly realize that. Oh, knock knock jokes are very they're painfully unfunny. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they are they are the worst. I think um I think probably the worst joke known to man is the orange you glad I didn't say banana. Who, yep. That's you know, a joke one. like that. I don't think even the first time I heard that, I don't think I laughed. I think I was because like by the end of that joke, you're just you're kind of pissed off. And mm-hmm. when they're like, Orange, you glad I didn't say banana, it's like, no. I'm like, Orange, you glad I didn't punch you, like, is kind of how I feel. <laughs> um, now, Jordan, now it's time for the uh, more traditional, just sort of back and forth, crazy questions. Oh, I'm ready. Um, I've had this question waiting for you for a long time. I've been trying to find an opportune moment yes. to ask you. Um, and I hope I haven't asked you this before, because I know that sometimes we're like, okay, real quick, before you go, I need to ask <laughs> you this thing, right? Um so let's say it's 3 a.m., right? You're mm-hmm. fast asleep. You're, oh, 100% uh, asleep. I've been asleep since 10 p.m. Right. You've been a snoozing. You're like, <laughs> right? Molly's nearby just dreaming about like little puppy spooky spouses stuff. Um, like, oh, I can't wait to interrupt this week's episode. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Man, I think there's hours of there's hours of cut footage or not footage, <laughs> audio from our shows where it's like, now, come on, where we have to like wrangle her up. Right. I do remember this most recent episode from the day that we recorded when she would just make sound if you weren't looking at her, Good but like Lord. you didn't have to talk to her, but if you just like looked at her, she was just like, okay, I'm cool. Which is I'm very, cool. I mean, a, a, a quick aside, a lot of behavior that most pets, at least we'll, we'll just say cats and dogs, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of behaviors that, that they, what, what am I saying? A lot of behaviors that they do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> things they do. <laughs> If you were to translate that to human behavior, it's a hundred percent serial murderer behavior. One hundred million <laughs> percent. Like, no, all, I don't need you to say anything. Just please, just look at me for as long as you can. It's just, it's very weird. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, we'll get back to my question in a second, but you know, my roommate's cat, the one that just basically caused our house to tilt five degrees to the left, um, <laughs> you know, the uh, that cat, like, the other day, or actually just last night, I was playing uh, Super Mario 64, oh, right, as yes. one does on a Friday night, um, and he came up and, like, chilled out next to me, and I was like, okay, what's up? And then, like, literally kept, like, getting in my way and, like, just, like, getting under my hands and arms and stuff until, like, I would, like, kind of pet him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the second I would touch him, like, on my own free will, he'd be like, rah, and, like, just, like, try and get at me. And it's like, dude, no, fuck off. Like, that's what psychopaths do. <laughs> you realize you're not and, – and if you – and then you equally look as weird if you stare at your animal and you point at him and you say, you are not making any sense. <laughs> and they all, yes. Like, huh? What's up? I think I yeah. think I'm good. I'm fine. 
it's just like this cat is like, I want you to pet me, but you can't touch me. Yeah. Okay? Please. Okay. Please continue. Nope. Hey. <laughs> don't touch. Only pet. And you're like. Only petting. Fuck off. And like, it's not even like my cat. And so like very frequently, I'm just sort of like, why are you always in my way? Like always. Oh, um, yeah. Loves to get like direct. And I mean like directly under my feet. Like I've stepped on this cat multiple times. And not because I'm just like being malicious. It's just like this cat's like. I wonder what it feels like to get stomped on. Maybe that's his fetish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. Main question. So it's 3 a.m. Yes. Molly's having her little dreams. Lindsay's dreaming away. You're dreaming away. You're like snoozing. And all of a sudden, like two inches away from your face is Tom DeLong. While like, I'm asleep or in the yeah. dream? No, like while you're asleep. And he goes, Jordan, wake up. And you wake up with a start. And he's like... You have two minutes to get dressed and come outside. There is an alien outside right now. You need to come with me. Would you go with him and why? Yes, a lot. Uh, okay. Because why? Yeah, I guess why wouldn't I? If, if, it, was, <laughs> if it was Thomas, uh, he said, please come here. There's something, there's something fascinating outside. It's an alien. A thousand percent I would go. I mean, I would be very scared the entire time. But oh, yeah, I'd go. Oh, I'd go for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, I bring this up because, I mean, not only on Spooky Spouses, but also on Historical Hotties, and then also our own private conversations, we have talked about how Tom DeLong has gone off the, the deep end. It's just um, such, it's, it's like, Tom DeLong is acting in such a way that it seems, I, I guess, it's not, I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me, oh, the reason why Tom DeLong is doing this is because someone said, I dare you to do it. Uh, and he was like, oh, I just do this on a dare. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because if, if like speaking of trajectory, if you're looking at Tom DeLong's trajectory in no way whatsoever, did I, would, would I've ever thought that the boxcar racer guy would have <laughs> gone to fund essentially, I, even though I think it's mostly public fund, uh, publicly funded would go to start and be the president of an aerospace, uh, research company. That's trying to incorporate alien technology that's real, quote unquote, that they've found uh, mm -hmm. from government officials to incorporate alien tech into real tech. Right. And it's so bizarre. I mean, it I want is. it to be real for sure, because like, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Like uh, speaking of looking at things wrong to have a, some sort of a metal composite that if you look at it wrong, it bends. Or like it moves or it, 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 I don't know, explodes <laughs> or something. It's, it's, if, if, if all of this is true, how cool. Would I be surprised now, if it's not true? No way. Just that, just to make sure when you say a metal that like, when you look at it wrong, it bends, right? D are, let me, let me try this again. Do you mean in the way that when you look <laughs> at someone and they're like, don't give me that attitude yeah. or like, if you look at it from the wrong angle, it's like, oops, nope. Okay. Now I'm bent. I think if we're using the wrong angle colloquially, at least loosely, I think it's, yeah. If you look at it with attitude, <laughs> I don't think it would like it. So it's like, that's, oh, hell no. Yeah, some I'm not sort dealing of a, with this today. Some, uh, ooh, and we can call it sentient alloy one. Hmm, yes. Ah. Now, is this from your other uh, universe that you're bringing in? Yeah, the one that I forget the name of. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Something six, calor yeah. cal calorie, Caloric, calorie six. Something, calorie six. <laughs> calorie six. Calorie six. Uh, that is the Weight Watchers <laughs> alternate universe. Um, calorie six. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, great. I'm very thankful for that answer because like I've been it's very interesting the amount of people who have said no. And I feel like it's even the people who know who Tom DeLong is, but they're like, I don't I wouldn't trust this man with like a pencil that I own. You know, like to be yeah, like, Hey, and- can you hold on to this pencil? But like at the same time, I'm like, dude, if this man that I've been making fun of for ages just be because he kind of sounds like this now, and he's like, you know, <laughs> that's how he like just naturally is. And then he's like, he wrote a song called Aliens Exist, like, in the 90s. And now he's, like, legitimately like, oh, this song means, like, so much more, man. <laughs> hey, well, it's, like, it's, it's funny because, like, if, if he were right, though, it's either way, if you were right or if you were wrong, I still feel like we're getting trolled in a way. Okay. Which, let me I ask don't you know this. if that's how it works. If he's right, is he still crazy? Uh... <laughs> or is he only crazy if he's wrong? I think he's... I don't know if either way if he'd be crazy. I think because whether whether he's being honest or dishonest or somewhere in between, he knows fully what he's doing. So, hmm. I mean, Fair. is, he, is he crazy for going, I'm going to start this company and I hope people give us money, which at least judging by the last time I, I mean, checked their website... I did, I guess. They, yeah, like they've, they, they've raised what like i think over two hundred thousand dollars so Jeez. just just putting putting that amount of faith in your previous fans and hopeful you know potential future fans and mm-hmm. government employees putting that much faith into thinking that these people are going to work with you there's going to be uh big keyword synergy that there's going to be any of that <laughs> that's a little crazy but also the fact that he knows what he's doing and he has so much control over how they're releasing information if the information is real or false that's yeah that's, that's very that's smart. fair because i was thinking like there's no way that this information is real because like what punk rocker of 1999 who wore his strat just a little too low and painted his nails not that there's anything wrong with that but like no, who would go all. from that to all of a sudden being trusted with like area 51 secrets it's like that's there's there's not a connection there i feel it like it makes no sense and here's what's funny about it is because he when when he was on the the Joe Rogan podcast episode that I that I that I'd listened to, mm-hmm. which the whole entire time was like, what is going on around here? <laughs> it's it's like well he he said the reason why it's him because Joe Rogan was like, well why you? And he said, well these people who need or who want or feel some sort of a desire to release this information, they wanted I'm I'm their like pop culture conduit essentially or they're like uh, hmm. they're they're like a uh, spokesperson spokesperson that's that's the word i'm looking for um but what's funny is that you you kind of think like you pick tom delong as your spokesperson which is very much so like uh, equivocal to uh something that it's like when when your your parents who if we're generally speaking most parents are like painfully out of touch or like out of date with what's mm-hmm. new and hip it's like your parents <laughs> going like have you ever heard of a meme you ever seen that and that's like <laughs> tom delong like tom delong is your parents <laughs> meme or your parents video like have you seen the video of the little girl who says she's going to kick the monster's ass under her bed. Like, that's what it's like. It's like, yeah, I've seen it in 2001. I saw that video. <laughs> so old people are like, what are teens like? And I picture them sitting around a table in some government <laughs> building. It's all dark. And like, you know, there's a little bit of light above each of them because right. it's very cinematic. Who do teens like these days still? It's 2015. Remember that, everyone. I can't stress it enough. It's 2015. Who do teens adore? And they're like, oh, uh, Tom, DeLong, Tom DeLong. Like, are you sure? <laughs> I I, I, I I wish I wish there was someone on that panel who was at least at least forty. 
who would have yeah. said like I whoa Tom DeLong <laughs> what are you talking about someone maybe like, Tom DeLong was cool when I was in high school yeah. kind of thing and yeah. I'm 88 and Tom DeLong <laughs> was cool like a very long time ago it's just like what a funny pick if that's what's happening Tom DeLong yeah, right. Though I also have this idea of like it's the same sort of thing and like everyone's just throwing out names or someone's like calling up their like they're like quick uh Jeffrey has a 30-year-old nephew. Call him up real quick. And it's like, "Hey, who do you still like?" And he's like, "I mean, I don't know, like Tom DeLong, Shaquille O'Neal, um <laughs> Dennis Rodman." God, yeah, Dennis Rodman. Uh Jonathan Taylor Thomas ooh. is cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Can you still get Tony the Tiger? I don't know, man. I'm really he, into I guess the, he's I'm really cool. into the movie. The uh, the the Three Amigos is still really funny. <laughs> Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Those are all good. It's all good stuff. Right. David Spade. <laughs> Even though I I do like David Spade. And so then I feel like what they did was they they put all those things like on a on like a dartboard, and then they were like, "All right, Johnson, throw a dart up there, see who we get." <laughs> and he's like, mm, "Thomas DeLong." It's like, "All right." Like, Mr. DeLonge. And he's like, uh, it's Thomas DeLonge. <laughs> Mr. DeLonge. Uh, Mr. DeLonge. Welcome Thanks to the government. Joining. Wouldn't it be funny if they did not pronounce, they, they did not mispronounce his last name, but they mispronounced his first name in a meeting? Hello, Two Mace DeLonge. <laughs> it's, you kind of flipped it, huh? It's Thomas. Two Mace, Two Mace sounds like the D&D version or the D&D character that Two Chains would make. Oh, Two Mace. Oh, yes, absolutely. Two Swords. Two Mace. Now I kind of need two chains to play D and D. Hey, two chains, I know you listen. Uh, please make a D and D podcast. I would listen to that. Thank you. I think that would be great. I mean, who? Well, okay, like of course, Adventure Zone has pool, but any other celebrities with a podcast who could get bigger celebrities to have a, a, a revolving door to do a series of one offs, right. just very small D and D campaigns. I think that would be uh, that. That would be very fun. I would love Snoop Dogg to be a DM for like just an episode of something. I would also like that. That would be amazing. Because, like, I love when... Have you ever seen him do, like, his version of, like, Planet Earth videos? Yes. Yes, I have. So, like, I would love him to do, like, the NPC voices. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be so great. That would be so good. Um, And it's funny because he only has has two voices. He has a higher pitch one and a lower pitch one. And then just his regular speaking voice. Exactly. But I would still, I would like, I would love that. Uh, who else could we get on this revolving cast? Okay. Probably Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge for sure. I think that I don't, I don't listen to his music very often, but just judging by his oeuvre, Tyler, the creator, I think would be a very oh, fun yes. person to have on. Hannibal Burris would, would be very fun. Weird Al would be good. Oh, yeah. Hannibal. Oh, my God. Hannibal would be so good. Man, the, like, I don't understand how you grasp and how you harness that amount of power to be so unfunny, but still be so, so, <laughs> so funny. He's so funny. And it's like, he is. it's most friends group, m- m- most like most friend groups have that person who is is so incredibly dry and very unfunny that when they say something that's even a little funny, it's it's it it, it floors it it absolutely kills. It's so funny. I mean, I think that's definitely his style because, like, you know, when I've seen him interviewed outside of his like normal stuff, like he is a lot more like, for lack of a better term, dynamic. You know, in the oh, way that sure. he speaks. But then when he does his comedy, it's like it's like so dry that like you kind of like go back around the circle. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I love that. 
I, I mean, okay, this is another weird poll, I feel like, but I also really like the podcast My Favorite Murder. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've ever listened to it or not. Yes. I was just going to say, I feel like Stephen um, Morris and uh, Karen Kil- Kilgariff, sorry, and uh, Georgia Hardstark, the three of them as like a trio in a world, I feel like would be very good. I agree. I also agree. Now, I've I, I've just started to get into that show. I mm-hmm. subscribe to it. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and I've listened to... What was it? I don't know. A few episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. They're some of their most recent ones, and I do like that show. It's a good show. Yeah, me too. I I really dig it, and I've I've um, had an issue last semester when I would be walking home from school because I live a mile away, mm-hmm. and I would be walking home from school, but I had night classes, and it would be like 9.30, 10 p.m. at night, and I would be listening to stories about murders on like dark streets. And like I would oh. step on a twig and scare the shit out of myself in in New Orleans. There's nothing like a dimly lit street where like the next street light isn't for another three roads. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. you're in almost pitch black darkness. The only light is coming from like the houses that you're passing, and you like step on a twig while listening to someone talk about like the hillside strangler, and you're like, oh god, what what's coming at me? And you're like, oh, it's my shadow. And oh, and Jesus. that's the thing about New Orleans. I, I've only been to New Orleans briefly for a night. And mm-hmm. the the thing about New Orleans as well, even though, you know, even if you haven't been there, but the amount of history that's in New Orleans right. and how, um, what, purposely old and weathered things are made to look and, uh, and, and not to mention like jazz music. It's right. very scary in New Orleans. Yeah, jazz is very, very scary. My gosh, every time uh, I put, I you know, I hear, I, I, I walk past a house that's playing any sort of that devil's music, I get so scared <laughs> and I throw, I barf very hard because I get so scared. Now, does that mean that you are afraid of your own um, musical ability because oh, you play the I'm saxophone? I'm constantly throwing up. Yes, I'm constantly <laughs> so there must throwing be, up. <laughs> there must be like this weird balance of like, I love to doot, but I hate to barf. I love to doot, hate to toot. <laughs> uh, tooting, tooting is what, if you talk to any hip jazz cat they say okay yeah hey do you want to toot with me on uh, a trio at this place and you say i'd love to toot but if you're talking to your <laughs> classical musician friends uh it's dooting yeah do you want to doot with me and uh start do you, would, would you like to start a quartet and doot a bit and you say yes i would love that because i don't want i won't throw up because <laughs> classical music uh even though yeah cl- classical music does not make me throw up but jazz that's whoa. so good that's so good to hear Yes. Okay. Hold on. Molly is also Molly's being very loud. Did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah. Molly, what was that? What was that? Was that your opinion on the last question or? Her question, her question for you is peanut butter. Oh, (laughs) yes. I'll tell her. Yes, Molly. Yeah. Peanut butter for sure. Um, No, I have a question for you, Colin. Mm -hmm. Uh, How is it wrapping up undergrad? Uh, it's a really good feeling. I uh, on the day that we're recording this, it's a little bit before the end of the semester. We're sort of kind of preloading an episode here. Um, but I just turned in the day before we recorded this. I turned in my very last homework assignment Jackpot. of my undergrad, uh, and that was honestly, I mean, that, that was a weird feeling because like I didn't even think about it at first. It was like. Two hours after I turned it in, as I was playing Super Mario 64, and I'm like, why can't Mario wall jump? Oh, shit, that was my last assignment. I mean, like, it was almost exactly like, like, just immediately it hit me, and then I was kind of like, I'm done with homework, dude. That's a good feeling. That's what I'm talking about. Like, 
I hate homework so much. Um, and you yet know, I did every assignment this time around. Which which is great. I I, mm. I also, I think that the older I get, because I'm, I, I'm finishing up, the older I get, the more difficult it is to turn in every single assignment. Like the, the next assignment is difficult to turn in. And I, and I think it's just because right. I'm, I, I'm becoming jaded. I'm like, I'm going to be 32 here soon. And I'm still doing homework, which yeah. is like, this is so trivial because a lot of it now, I think going through or like jumping through as many hoops and stuff like that, right? turning in assignments that, you know, for the most part, uh, it's it's arguable, but for the most part, really aren't going to have that much of a bearing or that much of an effect on what you do when you leave. Yeah, it just seems silly in a way. It seems I hate uh, that too. Yeah, uh, what is it like Sisyphus? He rolled the rock up and rolled back down. It's very mm-hmm. Sisyphusian, like turn in this homework assignment. <laughs> okay, great, I get a grade. Turn in another homework assignment. This really is. I'm not really achieving much here, except for just you know maintaining. Something that really kind of like bummed me out about. There's this one class that I'm in right now that had has had almost literally no bearing on my professional career. Um, the only thing that it really did have any bearing on was I did a group presentation where some of the information that I researched and came up with may someday be relevant to a podcast that I might be on, but like, it's definitely not right now. And so it's just this thing of, it was kind of this huge, for lack of a better term, kind of waste of time. Cause it's very specific <laughs> to, I mean, like it's very specific to like a very specific career. Sure. And like, I get it, but at the same time, not everyone in this degree program is going into the exact same career. So the fact that it's a required class was a bummer. And then we had these homework assignments that he literally told us he doesn't even read. He just makes sure that we did them. And so then I'm kind of like, well, then why did I, why did I work so hard on them? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Sorry, one second. I need to plug my laptop in. Um, Yeah, no, but (laughs) it's just like, I just kind of feel like, well, why did I do all that homework? But at the same time, you know, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people who are seniors uh, in in you know that I've been talking to have been like, oh, I haven't done like any homework this entire semester. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first time going to college, I started off strong and ended very poorly. I just stopped doing basically anything. Um, and now, like, I kind of have gone full reversal. Like, now, mm-hmm. like, I came back to college and I did every single assignment. I think I've only missed two assignments total my entire time That's in great. college. And it's like, one of them was just a thing of, you know, you got your two lowest scores dropped anyway, so I just didn't do the very last one, because I was like, eh, why as well? Um, and then uh, another one was just one that I quite literally just completely forgot. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, because I forgot that it was due over spring break. Wait, like who does that? Who yeah, gives you homework over spring break? That's the thing that's weird. I, I, it's, it's bit me in the butt uh, one semester. But I also teach, and I've, I've, I try very hard to keep into consideration or to, or to keep my students' schedules into consideration mm-hmm. because my my class or my courses. It's not the only course or classes that, that they're taking, right? And it's like, this is also their spring break. I mean, why not give them time to not think about school? Because teaching yes. undergrad, they've been in school for however many years, right, up until their senior year. And then most people go directly into college or a trade school or some right. equivalency uh, directly after. So it's like you've been doing nonstop work for a very long time. Uh some of it more difficult than others comparatively. But then, like, why mm-hmm. not just give them time to just 
relax and breathe for a second, right? Because then who knows, maybe that will make them come back more refreshed or more energized, more uh, quote unquote willing to learn, I guess. Yeah. I got to say the one thing that was really nice about this semester was a, I ended up not having as much of a workload as I have in past semesters, which is great for a final semester. But also the fact that for once, like literally for the first time in my entire college career, I had classes where every final assignment was not due at the exact same time. That's great. Which is an amazing thing because that, like my last assignment for one class was due like four weeks ago. So it's just like, it, it was monumentally helpful because then I wasn't working on five projects at the same time and trying to hammer them all out at the same time. Like I'm, I have like a, um, kind of like final project, quote unquote, for one class. Cause I don't have a final, I just have a, a, a deliverable. Sure. Um, but other than that, like I'm done with projects too, you know, and I'm done with presentations. Um, so like, that's a, that's a good feeling. I mean, and you know, I've been talking about potentially going back in about a year to get like an MBA, um, yeah. which will then mean more homework. But, uh, at the end of the day, like I, all I know is, is that there was a point in time where I was not proud of myself, um, and not proud of the work that I was doing. Uh, and I am now, so that's definitely a much better, a much better feeling. Yeah. I, I, I agree 1000% because being enthusiastic about the degree program in which you're in and being Mm -hmm. enthusiastic about the work that you're doing, it's nice because then you feel it's, it ends up being one of those things where I'm not just sort of checking boxes. I'm not just turning things in just to get it done. I'm turning things in to feel proud of and actually learn something from and gain something from. And then maybe, especially if it's, if it's uh, assignments that are related to your field, then maybe you can use those down the road. That may also be another reason why this time around I felt more invested um, because of the fact that, you know, a a couple of my courses haven't been exactly based on, you know, my career or what I need necessarily, but so many of these classes have been exactly what I need. And I guess it's because I'm a transfer student, so almost all of my gen eds were done, so it was like mostly just career-based classes. And so that was probably definitely another reason why I was so invested because I was like, I'm going to use this every day. I need to, I need to pay attention. I need to be here, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, as opposed to like when I was in a class that was absolutely a gen ed and I was kind of like, even though I've been doing much better, I'm still kind of feeling like I don't want to go, but I guess I will, (laughs) you know, Uh, it's a bummer. Um, now I'm going to ask you a question here that actually is a question that you gave me, like you gave me a list of questions. Good. Is this, is this what meta is? I still don't really fully understand that term. (laughs) It's very weird. Sometimes I feel like I get it right. And then sometimes I feel like I do not. Um, (laughs) and so I, I, I don't feel like I ever, I feel like I don't ever get it. Um, but Speaking of that, me, yeah. Linz, Linz and I were watching uh, some show. Like we, we watch a lot of cooking shows because we're from, a, I don't know, I feel like most people in our generation watch a lot of cooking shows, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But I think that that also inflates people's uh, cooking egos or cooking knowledge a little bit. And I, yeah. like, I, I have no problem whatsoever. Um, and I think it's, an, I, I think it's important to be transparent, I have no problem whatsoever saying, I don't know what this is. I'm not going to use words that I don't fully understand. I'm not like a grammar person. I don't, if I, if I know what you're trying to say, I, I, I understand and I think it's okay. Mm. But when, when, when people talk about, uh, 
I guess in this case, food in a way in which seems a little bit like, okay, I'm just going to go for it and say a bunch of words that I've heard on TV before that I think makes sense. I just find that very, very funny. Uh, right. So, yeah, I, I don't want to use any bad food words, quote unquote, meta uh, poorly, because I have no idea what I just have no idea what right. it means. And I've looked it up, but it's like I think may, maybe maybe my brain isn't willing to accept uh, certain pieces of information. Like I've also looked up um, what's the word once I looked up the word because I wanted to I don't know, maybe I was young and I was like, oh, I think I'm smart. Uh, what was it? Verisimilitude. And I like I, I like I <laughs> I I. I um, what memorized it and i was like i'm gonna use it in a sentence and then i think i tried to one time and i woofed it and i think that was the point where it was like (laughs) why why are you gonna do that why just say you don't know what it is i think it's okay right um now to ask you a question about this food network knowledge that you were just talking about a moment ago though when you say that like it gives you like a like more confidence do you mean like you are watching and you go you know I've never used um I've never used jasmine, right? Like, you sure. know, like so it's like maybe maybe I'll start infusing that into more of my dishes. Or are you doing that thing like that meme where it's like when you watch chopped once and so then you're like today I have prepared for you a pan-fried chicken uh chicken fillet <laughs> with papa fritas and a and a, sorry, and a it's, uh, tomato it's, reduction. And it's like do you mean ketchup? It's similar to that. But I think mm-hmm. it's more so there are there are hot words when it comes to food. There are, there are hot words when it comes to most fields. Mm-hmm. Um, people like in the food world when they're talking about the way things taste or the, the way they work together, people love using the word symphony. Uh, mm-hmm. People people love saying the word sriracha all the time. People mm-hmm. love the whole concept still. There are T-shirts and tattoos of it, just about bacon in general. It's just people. <laughs> there, there, there are these like food verbiage. The whole like what cooking show or pseudo gourmet lexicon is just man. It's a lot, and it's a little bit like I, I really don't care what you do. Like harmless, harmless acts of kindness, harmless acts in general, harmless acts of self-expression. If you want to just, if you want to buy a ton of sriracha, just so you can go tell all your friends. Well, so I. I mean, I have a lot of sriracha in my refrigerator, so, and end it with a so, then that's mm-hmm. okay, as long as you're not being a butt. But I don't know. I just <laughs> think this whole, this, the, the whole like food lexicon is just so silly. It's just so silly. Right. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I agree also, or it's not, not agree, but I also enjoy the idea of like, um, on, on the flip side of like, kind of like the hot topics or not hot topics the hot terminology there's also like the hot personalities right yes for cooking shows so like um i just looked it up super quick because i wanted to make sure i got it right but one of my favorite jokes about like chopped is how like they're basically they always get the exact same contestants so it's like contestant <laughs> one my style is rustic with a twist contestant two I'm so committed to food that I have 97 tattoos and all of them are food. Contestant three. Tragic backstory involving at least one family member who is here in spirit. Contestant four. I'm just really Italian and I will bring that up after seeing each and every ingredient. What up? Like, that's exactly. And I think that is so true. Or you have the 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 person that always says, or at least maybe 75% of the contestants, they always say, particularly on Chopped, yeah, I just take uh, old-fashioned American classics with a modern-day twist. 
And yeah. everyone always says that. It's like, well, I'm just taking traditional Italian food, but doing sort of like a modern twist. And I like how people say that. And it's like, I what mean, is a modern twist, though? I don't. What get is it. a modern twist? Uh, I've made uh, <laughs> I made egg yolk ravioli, but then I also place an iPhone eight right next to it. Um, <laughs> so just just enjoy and experience it. You can um, you can you you can go on Snapchat while you eat it. You can also check my personal email for me because it is my phone, <laughs> and I will need it back. Please don't get it yolky, but it's just sort of my modern twist. Yeah, and you know, to me, it's almost that same idea of like. Again, it's this thing of like people don't want to. You know what I think it is? I think it's people don't want to admit that they don't know how to properly make something. Sure. And so they just like throw something else in there, and they're like, "Oh, it's a modern twist." Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Hey, past Colin and Jordan, not to interrupt you, but uh, here at the mail room, we've got to go through some postcards here real quick. So uh, let's do that right now. And talk about some of our sponsors for the Scavengers Network and the Bad Pen Pal. Uh, the first one that we're going to start off with is Four Sigmatic. Beyond the Portobello, an entire kingdom of mushroom exists, many with amazing health benefits for immunity, energy, and longevity that have been studied for centuries. Four Sigmatic believes in the real magic of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane as well as other superfoods and, and, and adaptogens like rhodiola and shisandra to help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with a wide variety of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They sell tins for at-home use and single-serve packets, which are convenient to carry and to share. So here's four reasons you should drink Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. 100% organically grown Arabiaca beans. Each serving contains 500 milligrams of organically grown mushrooms. Three different brewing methods, including instant, grounds, and mushroom pods. And the Chaga Coffee Blend is alkaline forming, which helps improve your energy and metabolism. Four Sigmatic not only offers mushroom coffee blends, but hot cocoa, elixirs, superfood blends, and matcha tea, too. The best way to enjoy your Four Sigmatic products is to blend them with a cup of hot water and your favorite nut milk or simply mixing them into smoothies and shakes. And as a listener of this show, you can save 10% on your entire order by entering the promo code SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout. That's all one word. SCAV as in Scavengers Network. S-C-A-V-T-R-U-F-F-L-E. SCAVTRUFFLE at checkout. And I still really like Four Sigmatic beyond the portobello. I think that that should be, hey, Four Sigmatic, you can have that one for free. Uh, and since we're already talking about the kitchen, why don't we talk about KitchenAid, right? KitchenAid.com is the official online store for KitchenAid countertop appliances and kitchenware. From stand mixers to cookware, coffee makers to toasters, KitchenAid is a dependable and quality household name. KitchenAid countertop appliances and kitchenware have a reputation for being the best in their class. As Sam Gresses would say, you know them, you love them, it's KitchenAid. And right now, our listeners can get 40% off select countertop appliances. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash scavkitchen, S-C-A-V-K-I-T-C-H-E-N. KitchenAid. Mix it up a little in the kitchen. Hey, KitchenAid, you can have that one for free too. I made that one up on the spot. Okay, so real quick, before we get back into the episode, uh, I wanted to say that you're going to hear later on 
we're going to get to a question part, and you're going to hear me talk about Zach Foot. Um, if you've seen some of our videos before, you've definitely seen Zach around. Uh, but you're going to notice that I mentioned him being on the previous episode, but that episode hasn't happened. Well, that's because originally Zach's episode was going to air today. And then this episode was going to happen on the week after I graduated the uh, because I'd be traveling home. But as we were recording this, I realized that Jordan's birthday is on the day that this episode airs. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it initially airs, make sure that you go hit up Jordan and tell him a happy birthday. Uh, so anyway, that's why I had this episode out of order. So technically I've kind of disrupted the timeline a little bit here, but you know, I think we can all kind of follow this one. You know, it's not like a Barry Allen thing. Like we haven't created alternate universes or anything here. And so you'll see us again on May 16th. Hell yeah. That's a lag wagon song. That's pretty fun. Anyway, let's get back into it. Me? My turn? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one of the questions that I had sent to you to ask okay. to a guest. Okay. And I'm, I'm always interested. I, so I guess this is following the, the, the same lines of food. If you could have five condiments in your refrigerator forever and only those five condiments, what would they be? Okay. And, the, and the whole term, the whole concept of a condiment is kind of loosey-goosey. I mm. mean, if depending on, depending on the way they're sliced, pickles can also right. be a condiment, but also just a snack time treat on their own. Um, okay. Uh, number one, obvious answer, ranch. Um, ranch. Yeah. There's I a, can't not have ranch. There's a town next to the town where Lindsay and I grew up, and people in Northeast Ohio eat a lot of ranch. Uh, and there's... <laughs> a town next door to us called Geneva. And sometimes we would refer to ranch as Geneva gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is that the city where you can see the skyline of Columbus and you're like, why, why is that not the capital? Why are Ohio? we, why are we over here? Uh, he said <laughs> while eating just a plain bowl of ranch <laughs> with his bare hands. Just uh, taking, just taking a straight shot, like the straight shot. Of ranch. Uh, oh, I, God. I, I, his, he will not be named, but when I was an undergrad, there was this kid who would always go to the dining hall with us that would mix mm-hmm. his special dip uh, whenever we're in the dining hall was a bowl, half mayonnaise, half ranch, and would dip every every single piece of food in uh, his I, mixture, which, you know, I really, like, yes, it's a little, it's, that's a lot of, uh, oh, that's, so that's gross, a though. lot of white dip, but, <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like, I, I applaud him in a way because it's it's such like man you got to have a lot of confidence to just do that in front of a room <laughs> in front of like a bunch of people a bunch of strangers who people are going to walk by and they're going to say is that guy just eating dipping every single piece of his food into a giant bowl of ranch and mayo <laughs> but then also the people who know you well they're going to say like man what are you doing doing yeah exactly why are you uh. doing that in front of us do that at home <laughs> by yourself don't just do that but then again like i i guess i just don't have that level of confidence to be able to do something like that i i really don't like eating pizza in front of other people except for lens because i'm afraid people are gonna be like man you really like pizza huh like uh what yeah i guess. <laughs> beg your pardon as i'm You're on like, my ninth uh, i'm part ninja turtle sorry yeah i love the ninja turtles 
Okay, yeah. so ranch is one for ranch, you. Yeah. Ranch. Um, now, if you want to know five condiments that will never be in my Ooh, this is good, too. Yeah, this right? is good. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise will never... I do get mayonnaise straight the hell away from me. Sure, like, So, sure. like, that. that's why, like, that, I definitely made a face during that story you, you told. Yeah. Because, like, I was like, ranch? Okay, fine. And then you're like, mayonnaise. And I was like... Burn, burn it to the ground. Like, burn that whole dining hall. Burn that dining hall down. Um, hey, sorry. Hey, just so everyone's aware, arson is not okay. It's not um, okay. The The people from PETA do pay people to do it, but it's not But it's not good to do. It's just it's not, not good to yeah. do. Yeah, no. Um, that is also very bad to the environment, which is bad to the animals. PETA, your move. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, so back to the things that I do want, though. Uh, so, ranch, obviously... Uh, I actually really, really like honey mustard. You know what? I like honey mustard when it's those. I like how this is now just snack time. The yeah. Colin and Jordan <laughs> snack time corner. But maybe I'm also I'm also hungry, so that's okay. I, I like honey <laughs> mustard more so as a flavoring rather than in liquid form. Like those honey mustard hmm. pretzel bits. Mm, okay, I really enjoy the honey mustard pretzel bits. See, here, here's my thing, right? For like condiments and stuff i don't really do like condiments like on top of other things necessarily yeah yeah like i i do like you know cheddar bacon ranch fries kind of thing like that's fine um but for me it's more of just like condiments are just more of like a dipper Yes. Right? Like what you dip stuff into. And like, I love fr uh, french fries dipped in honey mustard right on yeah and that's fine um, yeah or or chicken tenders um uh chicky chicky fing fings um <laughs> As we say in the biz. Um, no, so definitely those two. Now, this is kind of going to be like a very strange one because I feel like you have to be from like the South South, I guess, to oh, know what this is. Parrot's, parrot's blood. Parrot's yes, blood. Yes. Yeah. Parrot's blood. Um, the, the, the blood of a parrot head. So a Jimmy Buffett <laughs> fan. No. Um, cane sauce, which is, uh, so there's a, uh, there's a chain down in this area in louisiana alabama mississippi and i think one or two other states um but is it raising, raising canes yeah raising canes yeah exactly. there is there are a few in columbus ohio and that's really, really? i i i'm pretty sure i i'm not i'm not a raising canes authority uh well i'm not a raising canes aficionado nor scholar but I'm almost positive that columbus is one of the only huh. cities in ohio that has raising canes in it um, but their cane sauce canes. is good. Yeah, no, I love the cane sauce. Like, uh, and it's funny because McDonald's, right, has kind of tried to kind of like get in on that, right? Like on that game, like yeah. they have that new thing called signature sauce, which is like an okay attempt at making the cane sauce, but like it's not quite there. See, I would think that McDonald's sig signature sauce really needs to only be their quote-unquote special sauce that they would put on a large Mac. Well, isn't a uh, a, a, a bigger, a larger-than-average Mac, uh, isn't that a, uh, sorry, above-average Mac, there you go, an above-average <laughs> Mac, uh, isn't that just like mayonnaise and like ketchup mixed together or something like that? I th which is essentially, I think it's just Thousand Island dressing, which is essentially what oh, that is anyways. Yes. There is one version of mayo that I will allow near food of mine. Can um, I guess what that it is? is? Yes. Is it aioli? Actually, that's a fair point. So I guess there's two. Um, oh, aioli okay. Is, okay. Aioli is okay. I mean, like, you know, for example, like, 
you know, I don't eat coleslaw a lot, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I understand that mayonnaise is in coleslaw, but, like, that's fine because it's covered in, like, sugar and shit. Yes. You don't taste the mayonnaise. But when you're like, here's a Wendy's burger, and they're like, it's half mayonnaise. Oh. No. Get that out I of my face. I remember the, the, the very first time I had ever had a Jimmy John sub. It was uh, ninety. It was ninety yeah. percent mayonnaise. So I never went there again. And then you find out that their president or whatever shoots uh, game animals for fun, and he's just yeah. a very a very bad person. It's like, well, right. you are you are the too much mayonnaise, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he really is just the tub of mayonnaise that they have on the counter, just like in person in, in person, basically. Um, but yeah, no, I do like aioli. Uh, one time, Alex and Michael and I had a quote unquote business meeting. And what I really mean is that we've recorded some stuff for like two or three hours. Then we decided to go get burgers. Um, Mm -hmm. But we went to this place called Hi-Fi Burger and uh, they had one called the CEO, which is kind of perfect for me in a way. But they had one that was, it was Wagyu beef, which was great. And then it had a garlic aioli on it and it was pretty fucking good. Um, So I was... I'm not I'm not a huge burger person, and that's not to say that I don't enjoy burgers. I do like burgers. I just never instinctually I never just order a burger. I don't usually either. And for me, like burgers are sort of like a special thing and you have to know that they're good. You know what I mean? Like because like there's Mm -hmm. nothing worse than getting a mediocre burger. I feel like no. Like that that is the biggest like insult to me. You know, it's like when you get a burger and you're just like, oh, that's all there is? You know, it's like or like why is this so dry? Or why is this just like mediocre, right? Um, Absolutely. And I want it to be way above average than a Mac, um, you know. But uh, the thing is, though, is that like garlic aioli is sometimes a good way of making a burger, just like divine. Um, or the other version of mayo that I do like, sriracha mayo. Sure, yeah. Which, I mean, because... Isn't so in in aioli is essentially just mayonnaise for adults or mayonnaise with something else in it, right? Is yeah, that right? it's like mayonnaise. Yeah, it's like mayonnaise mixed with something else. So like uh, like uh, with garlic aioli, it's usually diced or like uh, like roasted and then diced mm. garlic. Um, or uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the other aiolis that I've had. I've had like red pepper aioli, which was like incredible because it was just like roasted red peppers and mayonnaise sort of thing like kind of like pureed almost and it was really good that's what i'm talking about yeah this has been this has been colin colin and jordan's mayonnaise minute (laughs) (laughs) uh it's a podcast within a podcast within another podcast it's longer than a minute jordan's snack hour snack corner snack corner within yeah mayonnaise minute as presented by snack corner as presented by uh, food palace as presented by the bad pen pal. <laughs> right. Uh, this week's sponsor is the food network. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But... <laughs> particularly, uh, Morimoto, iron chef, Morimoto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alton Brown, you got to get us next week. You know, you got to show what's up. Um, no, uh, but yeah, no, thank you for coming to Snack Corner. Honestly, though, I think that's probably all the condiments that I would use. I think that that's pretty much it. That I, that's just that's those three. Or four, I guess, aioli, I guess, if you want oh, to. Oh, sure. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I really, I, I never use ketchup. I, like, never use mustard unless it's honey mustard. Um, I mean, I guess, like, honey Dijon, which is kind of a very similar thing, but, yes. you know. You know punchier, I guess, some would say. Punchier, yeah. So there you go. There's my five. What are your five? Okay. So, Lindsay and I were 
asking each other this, I think over the like last summer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I know one would be um, sweet chili sauce, like that that Thai or Eastern Asian oh, that shit. ubiquitous sweet that? chili sauce. It's okay, one of my forget favorites. Honey Dijon. Fuck Honey Dijon. Add, add the sweet chili. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's so good. Um, Sorry. Some sort, some sort of a... Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lump these two into the same category, some sort of a barbecue sauce or a wing sauce, perhaps. I know that there's Mm -hmm. the, the, the spectrum on both of those is huge. So I'm combining them into one spectrum, uh, nay one, like one condiment, but Mm -hmm. there, there are times where, you know, it's a moment of weakness and we don't know what to have for dinner. And it's like really late and say we had what we call like dinner one at like two or 3 PM because we're, we're both. We are painfully, painfully dull. Uh, and and uh, then we'll be like, well, now it's eight o'clock and we're super hungry. So like, well, let's go get some veggie chicken nuggets. And we do it and dip dipping. But and, and like we only use them for dipping them in or dipping veggie chicken nuggets in said wing sauce right. or buffalo or barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sweet chili sauce, some sort of a buffalo or barbecue I'm trying to think of what we have in there now. Um, <laughs> so not, yeah, not really salsa. I mean, I guess salsa's a condiment. I don't know if that's really a condiment because I've. I know this is going to sound weird because obviously we're talking about like dipping stuff in things, but I feel yeah. like straight up dips are not are a totally different category because like yeah. I wouldn't consider queso a topping or or, or a condiment. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's so weird because then where's that? And I'm not going to look anything up, but like. Where is that delineation between condiment versus just a standalone dip? I think it's because, like, obviously people dip things into condiments, but I think condiments are designed to be drizzled over something. Whereas, like, ah. usually something like something like guacamole or salsa or queso, you take a chip and you dip and get the exact amount that you want. So, like, it's a, that is supposed to be, like, what you—like crab dip, Right. Crab dip is not a condiment. Right. But like you're putting that on like your little piccata bread or or that's not the right type of bread. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like that, like the hard bread that they give you or like a pretzel or whatever that they're that they're like, hey, put this crab on your on in your mouth. (laughs) Here's your crab vessel. Go ahead. Saddle up. (laughs) That's Marilyn in a nutshell. (laughs) You want to eat a bunch of crab and some wet. You want to eat a bunch of wet, warm crab? Here you are. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> that's, that's like the best yeah. way on a menu. Uh, and for we do have a special appetizer tonight, and it is just wet, warm crab. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We also and when you have, say warm. We also is have, that lukewarm uh, or like <laughs> you know? And then you're like, oh no, sir, it is room temperature. <laughs> no, it's room temperature, warm, uh, wet crab. Uh, and it's very good. You can put it on these very small pieces of bread that are a little old, but they're a very cute shape. <laughs> we also have some. Um, <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's nothing at all. That's, a, that's nothing. That's, that was going to be absolutely nothing. Well, so you drove the car into the driveway. Like everyone saw yeah, you. Yeah, it was. Up. It was going to be. It just didn't make any sense because I was going to say cheese moisture, but that's nothing at all. And I was trying to think of a different name for, I don't know, queso or a cheese dip, but cheese moisture, that's not, that's not it. That's just not what that is or what it's it like would be. It's like a cheese ever. soup, but like yeah. not, not quite liquid enough. Very, would you like some very thick uh, liquid cheese um, <laughs> that 
the longer it sits, it will develop a film on the top, but it's fine. You just break right through it. <laughs> and that film is utterly disgusting. And that film is very nasty. Most times <laughs> when people are referring to film and food in the same sentence, uh, they either throw up or they pass on it. Uh, <laughs> or they're talking about Food Network. Or they're talking about film, uh, film network, food network. <laughs> oh man, oh god, yeah, no. I condiments. Uh, this is the great. This is the great question of 2018, right? Uh, yeah, if you're seriously. team condiment or team dip, or oh, team, yeah, I don't know. But see, again, I do think that you can dip into condiments. But like, I would be interested to know who would be like if you had to give up something like guac or you know queso. <laughs> Or would you give up ranch and like, you know, sriracha mayo? Like, I wonder who would go for what. So give us your hashtag, write to us at scavengersnet, um, and just give us a hashtag of hashtag condiment or hashtag dip, dippers. Give us hashtag dippers. Yeah, um, dippers. Well, maybe here's, here's at least one delineation between a okay. condiment and a dip. Which one... Would you, so if you were the one doing the thing, or if you were the one who walked in on the person doing said thing, say, say I walked in on a roommate or something eating, eating a bowl uh, or eating out of a jar of what is it like Tostitos queso dip? Just eating that uh -huh. with a spoon out of it. Yes. Uh, is that, would, would that be something upsetting to see? Yes, absolutely. But would you be more grossed out if you walked in and they were just eating, uh, they were squirting ketchup into their mouth, Ugh, <laughs> like, God. which is, dis oh, which is, is gross or mustard or any like real condiment. Yes. Okay, so this is, not a, this is not a good thing. And I'm going to admit this, like high school was a, a bad time. I think for a lot of people, as far oh. as like confidence and like what you think their, is cool or funny and their, and their food <laughs> exploration. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> your uh, avant-garde approach to food in general usually starts around yeah. high school. <laughs> so one time we were really bored. Uh, this is back when my very first band got started. It was a band called The Rocktagon. Uh, we oh, were I called The Rocktagon. Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say Corn, but uh, no, that wasn't, wasn't you. <laughs> no, we weren't that hardcore. Uh, no, <laughs> we were. Um, we're, we were called The Rocktagon because there were eight of us. Um, Perfect. It was a ska band, um, and. When we first started out, uh, we were having these rehearsals where we would play for like 30 minutes and then we would like order pizza and then that would be it. Um, but we got really bored one day because there was a hurricane passing through. Nice. Um, or scary. And they, they said it wasn't going to come through our area and then it did. And like quite literally last minute, like this, it, and again, it wasn't like the actual full on hurricane. It was just sort of like the storm that kind of gets left behind it. Right. Um, yeah. And so, uh, people were like, well, I guess we're just going to be here for a while, like at my parents' house. Right. And so the first thing we did while we were bored was we turned to Daniel Miners, who I was his best man in his wedding, uh, which after you hear this story, you would say, how did he still ask you? Um, we, oh, uh, we bet him nothing. Like there was no, there was no reward for him. Right. It was just like, we bet you can't take this bottle of ranch. And like, we'll oh. hit a timer for 10 seconds and you Perfect. just unload ranch into your mouth. So somewhere Perfect. there's a video of him just like chugging ranch dressing. That's so much ranch. It's, so it's such bad. a short amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and it's so bad. Like, I know we should have done that. But, like, it's just this thing of, like, you know, he was the kid that you could just bet to do anything food-wise, and he'd do it. Um, you know those, like, overstuffed burritos that Taco Bell once came out with? Like, they oh. were, like, they were, like, too large for one man to eat kind of thing. Um and most of we their were food, like, since, like it, it, most of their food since the dawn or since, since the inception of Taco Bell <laughs> is not made has for seen man. Just like has just, since the dawn of civilization, uh, <laughs> when uh, when Australo, uh, what is it, Australopithecus or Cro-Magnon man or Cro-Magnon <laughs> woman or whatever, when when they stumbled across the first Taco Bell, all of their all the items on their menu, it just seems like a dare. Or but it's like <laughs> they know you're going to do it. They know you're going to do it anyways. When Encino like Man sad. showed up. Yeah, when yeah. when Brendan Fraser as Encino Man showed up <laughs> and he uh and he was driving the car on two wheels during the movie, they swung by a Taco Bell. But that's the thing, like it's it's kind of sad because every single thing that Taco Bell creates, it's like people, people look at it and they a little bit and people go like, Oh, that's disgusting. But then it's like I don't take a look in a mirror because yes, are you at least are you at least intrigued to see what a taco where the shell is an is a fried egg? Like that's a thing now that I just realized. Yeah. Uh driving. Which, oh my gosh. It's just it's yeah. it's very it's very sad. <laughs> but it's did also you have, like they're the boss. Uh did you have the naked chicken taco? When that was existing, when that was a thing, I couldn't. I couldn't. I I couldn't bring myself to do it. Also, I, won't I don't. Lie, I munched. Yeah, and that's the thing. But I'm sure it wasn't good. When when people say food is gross, like oh, that's disgusting. I think maybe they're trying to do it to save face a bit. Because honestly, like in terms of actually tasting gross or tasting good or tasting <laughs> perfectly fine, I'm sure right. it didn't taste disgusting. That's the no. whole thing. But like. Eating raw chicken. I'm sure that that's disgusting. <laughs> eating well, okay, it wasn't eating raw chicken. mayo. Well, no, 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 exactly. Uh, but like, I'm my my point is uh, like uh, eating uh, okay. eating rotten mayonnaise. Probably right. very. Uh. It probably tastes disgusting. But eating right. a taco in which the shell is the chicken. I'm sure it doesn't taste <laughs> disgusting. But at that point, it's like a pride thing. Like, I hope no one sees me. I'm gonna eat this really quick. I'm gonna bend over in my car and like eat it. <laughs> Eat it by my knees really quick, and then oh, everything's good here. Everything's good here. Uh, but I, I think Taco I, Bell is just the ultimate dare food. I agree, but it's more of like it's not so much of like a um, hey, it's you know, um, it is uh, like one p.m. You know, you've got an hour long lunch break. What are you gonna get? Right? Taco Bell is more of the thing of like it's like hey, fuck it, it's two a.m. and you're drunk and you're in our, and like it's like what are you gonna get, buddy? Why not get something that's just like made to just make you explode? How about just something <laughs> that makes you explode? Let us, hey, we'll take it from here, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take your butthole from here, thanks. Taco tacos take the wheel. Now I will I will admit, uh, Lindsay and I. For the past, I don't know, a few years or so, we really don't uh, drink very much at all. I think we've we've made it a point on our podcast where it's like, okay, we've had a glass of wine this week. We're getting crazy. But two <laughs> weeks ago was a particularly busy week for me. I was getting back home kind of late. I was commuting mm-hmm. uh, from other parts of Ohio. And there was, uh, in a moment of weakness, 
stone cold sober, I did get Taco Bell <laughs> and brought it home. And the whole time, like a half an hour before, I, you know, I, I had to like plan out my route now getting home. Like, well, I'm going to get off the exit and I'm going to go this way as opposed to this way because I'm taking a Taco Bell trip tonight. I'm taking a special trip just for me to Taco Bell. And I and like 30 minutes before I had gotten there, you know, I made the decision and it was like, man, am I really going to do this? I'm doing it. <laughs> and it. And it bummed me out. And like I ate it. And But like the thing is, people would say like, oh, I got it. It was so gross. And no, it was not gross. It's not gross. But was it sad a little bit? Yeah, it was a little sad. <laughs> but But I did it. And it was fine. Taco Bell for me is this thing of um, – <clears throat> Taco Bell, at least in my current age, uh, Taco Bell has become either it's finals week and I've been studying for the last five hours, whether yeah. that means that it is now 5 p.m. or it's 2 a.m., right? Mm -hmm. uh, or it's like a thing of um, when I'm home and, you know, Michael, uh, who was on episode two of this show, Michael Palmer, uh, one of the co-founders of the network, uh, when he gets off work at like midnight, Right. Cause you know, he, he's uh, one of the managers at an AMC and I'll be like, Hey, do you want to hang out today? And he's like, well, I'll go work. And it's like, all right, well, do you want to get Taco Bell after you get off work? And he's, cause he's always hungry when he gets off. Right. And he's like, mm -hmm. he's like, okay, yeah, I'll meet you at Taco Bell. And like, you know, we'll go through the drive through and then we'll condense over to one car and just sit there and eat and listen to like Blink-182. Maybe talk about how batshit crazy Tom DeLonge is, but like, it's that thing Perfect. of like, we sit in a car eating Taco Bell at like, you know, 1230 in the morning. But it is also a thing of like, can we park in a space where when people are going through the drive through they don't actually see us because we don't want them to yeah. know that we're eating here. You know, in uh, in Madison, Ohio, where Lindsay and I grew up, Taco Bell was the place that most most high schools have the kids who are into their cars. And depending on what type of cars they are, differ from state to state and town mm -hmm. to town, whatever. But all the people who had uh, mostly in Madison, Ohio, was souped up. And I use big air quotes, uh, very old Honda Civic hatchbacks would go to <laughs> Taco Bell and park their cars and just like show off all their cool cars in the Taco Bell parking lot and would eat Taco Bell uh, by their cars, <laughs> which is very weird. Man. I mean, ta Taco Bell can be so many different things to so many different people, you know, which is like pretty beautiful if you think about that it. That is pretty true, you know. Um, you know, not to, you know, keep making a, a small joke on. A show that we both listen to, but like it really has. I think that like Taco Bell really does become the official Munch Squad, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> like it. It just welcomes everyone of all walks of life, drunk, sober, high, or just like desperate. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? Know? And I think like maybe this is just me, uh, but I always think if I am going to get Taco Bell, I'd rather do that than say a burger or five, depending on, you know, how many drinks you've had or whatever, right. or how inebriated you, you may or may not be. But I always think I could get a couple weird tacos. I think I could do that. <laughs> and I would feel a little bit better about it for some reason, because even though there's like sauce and other things, there's not, it's like, I know for a fact that my taco or my uh, cheesy gordita crunch will not be covered in mayonnaise. I know for right. sure that there no, won't yeah, be... Real. Um, weird because I, I always get them with chicken, which 
to me, which <laughs> is like, it's, it's funny because that's me saying like, well, hey, I got a, I have a Taco Bell hack for you. Uh, spoiler, <laughs> all their chicken comes pre-cooked and like sliced in a frozen bag and they probably just like pop it in a, the, the Taco Bell equivalent of a microwave. But like, <laughs> I know I won't have like weird, weird meat on it. I don't know. That like has been sitting out all day that might have been like raw by the time they, and then they cook it on the grill or on the griddle right. or whatever. I don't know how much cooking is really done, but right. I feel less bad about it. Bell hack. That's what we call those. Um, <clears throat> now, before we start getting into the roundup questions, yes. uh, I would like to ask you one question because I realized earlier I said I was going to ask you a question off of your list as well. And we oh, just got yeah. like, we went so far down the rabbit hole um, that I never got to ask you teeth in general. <laughs> Did I send you that one? Yes. What an idiot. Uh, um, I'll, I'll answer your question. <laughs> so teeth in general? Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that they are. <laughs> um, I'll actually ask you one more from your list, actually, because I realized it is kind of perfect to have you on for this question. Because oh, you are one of the two hosts of Spooky Spouses, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, and yes. You, guys, you guys talk about cryptids all the time. Yes. Um, so the question that we'll do before we get into like the round out stuff is if you saw a Bigfoot in the woods and it said one small phrase to you before it ran away, what would you want it to be? The phrase that it would say that I know it would say or that mm -hmm. I, I would enjoy it said it would say in perfect, uh, like perfectly. What, what's the word uh, pronounce? It's. Um, oh, what am I trying to say with like. Perfect clarity, like, uh, well, I'm pretty sure it said this. It would be perfect. It would say, no one will believe you. And then it would walk away and it would either burp right after it said it or just one very, very small fart as it, as it left. <laughs> and that would be it. That, that, would, that would be enough because I'd be like, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I think for me, it would be, it would just take a look around and just be like, Man, this planet sucks. I'm going back to calorie six. <laughs> and then he would just, I'm out of here. I'm I'm yeah. hightailing over to calorie six. Yeah, man, I'm going back to my brothers at calorie six. At least their Taco Bell doesn't suck. <laughs> now, can you imagine if on calorie six, like Taco Bell is like just the height of luxury? Oh, that'd be Wouldn't great. That be? What yet now now that definitely exists in an alternate universe. Calorie six is like the the French laundry of our of our uh of our galaxy of our dimension right. 100% right. yeah like you have to have a reservation at McDonald's and it is like like the highest end you know meals and they're like mm, yes oh, yeah. here's your tomato reduction yeah when when uh when when Lindsay and I well when Lynn's first moved to Columbus, I was still fishing up school in Athens uh we were looking around for a place to eat before she ran the half marathon, the Columbus half marathon a few years ago. Mm. And we were like, well, maybe we'll do some Italian food, eat a bunch of pasta or something. And we were calling around and I, I knew nothing about any of the restaurants that were around here. So I called, um, do you guys, do you know what Piata is? Do you guys have Piata down there or in, yeah. uh, yeah. So if anyone does not know what Piata is, it is Chipotle, but Italian food. And that's it. And I remember right. I called him. I'm like, hey, yeah, we're looking for a place to grab a uh, to grab a bite tonight for dinner before the marathon. You guys take reservations or and uh, they <laughs> were like, what? 
no, we don't. <laughs> I go, okay, weird, okay. And then I remember hanging up or something and being like, yeah, they were they were like really weirded out. I guess they don't take reservations. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, oops, Daisy, it's a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that's a good uh, spot to start heading towards the like end of the show. Um, yes. So uh, for those of you who don't know how the premise of the show works, after everything is said and done, I ask Jordan the last question that was asked on the previous episode, and we both give our answers to that. Then Jordan will give us a question and his answer to that question, and his question will be the first question that we talk about on the next episode um, with whoever the next guest is. Um, so this last week's um, guest was Zach Foote of Stacked Like Pancakes, mm. um, and his question was, um, you know... And I'm I'm also going to kind of leave it a little open too, right? Um, his question, okay. but his thing was, um, do you believe that this world is a just a simulation within Ed Sheeran's mind? Um, but mm. I will also leave it open to like, do you believe in that sort of theory that like the world or the universe is just a computer simulation? I don't. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I but I I'm fully aware and I fully accept I have no idea nor do I want to know what exactly is going on. Uh right. I will be blissfully ignorant. I like uh the life that Lindsay and I share together. I'm having a lot of fun. I love our mm-hmm. dog. We have good families. Um so yeah, if I'm if if that would I'm 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 perfectly okay not knowing the whole question of why or what I'm perfectly fine being blissfully ignorant. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's sort of where I'm at too. Um, I do think that the idea of like the Ed Sheeran mind simulation (laughs) one is very interesting (laughs) because like, you know, Zach was telling me on the end of the episode that, you know, if you think about it, he sort of came out of nowhere, right? Like he was, there was no, there was no like first step for him. It's just like, he was like here. And then all of a sudden he was here. And I I, I realize this is audio format, but I started my hand off real low and then I jumped (laughs) real high. Right. So there was no in between. And so it's just like all of a sudden overnight, suddenly he's famous and he's like, there I am ginger as fuck and giving you songs. Right. And, uh, and I do think it is very interesting because like that would be the sort of thing that happens like in someone's imagination where they're like, you know, they're working in like a storefront and then they're just, maybe they're working on a Taco Bell and they're out of Mm. register. And it's like one of the quieter moments, you know, in between Uh, like the, the, the big halls, like, you know, like two, 3 PM where like no one's really looking at Taco Bell and like the the magic hour, some call it. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, hmm, I wonder what life would be like if one of my songs made it big. And then all of a sudden, here we are in this universe and we're like, we think that we have control over everything, but really just Ed Sheeran's running everything. Oh, and, and if it's not Ed Sheeran, if it's uh, uh, what's Macy Gray, if it's Jennifer Lopez, if it's anybody mm-hmm. else, I'm, I, I do fully believe the fact that we have zero control over what goes on, really. Right. We, we yeah. like to think that we do, and I think that's a very human thing to think, but right. yeah, zero, zero control. And I, and I don't mean this to be spiritual or uh, right. religious in any sense, but just the whole grand scheme of things, yes, we have zero control over what happens. The last thing I'll say before you give us your question, um, 
is that I think that I can also tell whose simulations, if it is a simulation, whose simulations they are not. Because yes. if if um if it was these people's simulation, right, then we absolutely would have even just like a remote bit of control. Mm. Um, I truly believe if if this was Willem Dafoe's, Willem oh, would be like, wow. you know what? Let's 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 give them a little like let let them be able like to control just a little bit because Willem just seems like he just cares, you know. Man, um, yeah, so I know it's not his simulation. It's not, but. I really like Willem <laughs> Dafoe a lot. I really like uh, Willem Dafoe. Spider-Man. <laughs> he was my favorite oh, in uh, The Life Aquatic. He was my absolute favorite mm-hmm. in that movie. Thanks for not I mean, picking he is, me. He is very good. I know. I love Willem <laughs> Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is very good. Um, okay, so what is your big question? My big question, there are two small, seemingly insignificant questions, but I feel like they let you know a lot about a person. Okay. What would your job be uh, in Calorie 6, in that universe? Mm. What would your job be? Uh, What would you... Would you have a family? Would you not? Would you be rogue? Would you uh, carry a weapon? Would you not? Would you just work <laughs> at the calorie six equivalents uh, or uh, equivalent of a uh, Taco Bell or a rallies? What would you do in calorie six is my question. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, what's your answer to your own question? Oh, me? Yeah, I would just, uh, yeah. I would, um, I'd like to think that because I, I had said before I'd be reptilian, I'd be trading things, I'd be sort of a scavenger in a way. Ha ha ha! Uh, unintentional uh-huh. plug. I would be some sort of like <laughs> a uh, ragtag, a real reptilian rapscallion, uh, some would say. And I would do a lot of bartering and trading, a lot of sly stuff, maybe a little bit of sleight of hand. Um, not necessarily a con artist, but I would be very good at trickery. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my family and myself would benefit from said trickery and trading. Um, you <laughs> okay. know, like, so Molly uh, would be doing well. Molly would be doing well, yeah. Uh, she'd be wearing very cool clothes that we had gotten from <laughs> Earth because of some trade thing. Like she'd be wearing those really fashionable pants that um, people wear now <laughs> with like the uh, the elastic around the ankles where, you know, they're they're very tapered, but they're a little baggy. They're very trendy and very hip. Uh, some cool T-shirts, you know, whatever she wants, essentially. Maybe a cool right. hat. Cool hat. Oh, okay. uh, non-prescription, fashionable glasses. Yeah, whatever she wants. <laughs> Only the best. Only the best for Only our sweet Molly. Molly. <laughs> uh, my other question <clears throat> is, uh, and I think that this is something that I, I had asked you and you you would ask it to one of your guests to, your, to, to one of your guests, but I I forget her name. But it was um, what's something that you feel like you could speak at length about with no prep time mm. for like twenty mm-hmm. minutes right away. And yeah. my abbreviated version of this is the crossover universe or the the exact same universe that it's like the the whole Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser universe. Encino <laughs> Man in the Army now and Son in Law. <laughs> Uh, uh, essentially all exist in the exact same universe and it's only because of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and I and I'm and I'm not being silly. I'm not being silly at all. First it's Encino Man and then mm-hmm. I believe it's Son-in-Law and then in the army now. Mm-hmm. So Brendan Fraser in Encino Man, uh he heats up a frog over a Bunsen burner and then takes a bite in science class. <laughs> 
when uh, in Son-in-Law, there's a Halloween party going on when Pauly Shore is an RA, which is also like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> like, that's not the way I trust him to be an RA? No, yeah. and also that movie, that's not the way that college works. It's just, it's it's very funny. And, and I, yeah. I think it was trying to like exploit the fact that like they're in California or wherever she went and we're from rural, uh, the, the rural and hardy Midwest. Um, but Polly Shore, during the Halloween party, someone walks in dressed, quote unquote, as a caveman, takes a bite out of a uh, frog. And, and he's like, oh, that's weird. Mm. And then in, in the army now, which, which would happen after college, essentially, he's working with Andy Dick at an appliance store. And then he gets caught touching mouths with some lady in the back. And then uh, in, in the army now, when they're in the mess hall that they set up, or I think they're in Chad in Africa, uh, mm. Brendan, Brent, like the Brendan Fraser, I'm not sure if it's actually Brendan Fraser in Son-in-Law, but if it's, it's supposed to represent Brendan Fraser. But in, in the army now, Brendan Fraser walks through the mess hall and takes a bite of a frog. And Polly Shore's like, oh, that seems really weird. But it's all the exact same universe, and it's all. And but it's also like, what happened? What happened in between Encino Man and Son-in-Law when Polly Shore was in college versus high school? That he forgot. You just forgot that you thawed a human being. That you were digging a pool with Samwise Gamgee for your big prom, <laughs> big prom blowout party. You forgot that you just thawed a human and raised a human. You just forgot it. Like, it's like, what in the heck? So I want to know what happened. Maybe Biodome happened in between. And him and, uh, it wasn't Alec Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin were just uh, mm-hmm. having too much, what they referred to in the movie as purple sticky punch. And then they just got <laughs> a little bit too silly and then just forgot. He forgot everything that happened <laughs> pre-Biodome uh, and then moved on from there. I don't know. But yeah, it, they're, now, they're all the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, now, here's a question, though. Now, because we've been talking about Calorie 6, right, and, like, this alternate universe thing. It's the best do you universe think that I know. Maybe, do you think that maybe this is a situation where, in a way, they're connected, but it's all that they're a part of the same multiverse, where mm-hmm. it's that thing of, like, how do I put this? It's like, you know how, like, even though, like, there's all these different things that happen, there's usually some events that must happen, right? Maybe yes. in this multiverse, a frog must be eaten right oh my it's like gosh. at some point at some point this one person must either partake in it or witness a fro- you know what i mean like it's like uh in a way it's like the um god i can't think of like what the movie that i'm thinking of but there's like some movie where it's like no matter how much you can change of like the history or whatever like certain events can't be changed right oh um you're thinking of a troll in central park with king lord <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think uh well, I, maybe i don't know i think well i think i can safely say that it's you're thinking of king lord <laughs> <laughs> we uh i don't know maybe you can ask ask morgan ask uh ask some of the academy outcast people i'm sure that yeah they, they might know. now but then sure if Thomas that's the case that if it's a frog if someone has to take a bite out of a frog's head if someone has to bite a frog's face <laughs> off in front of in front of paulie shore and like, or in front of like that representation of Polly Shore in the entire multiverse, what does that represent? What does that even? What does that mean? Like, oh my gosh, that must that must be packed. That must be the most impactful and unimaginable, like literally unimaginable metaphor ever. Bite the face okay. off this frog. Okay, you bet. maybe here. Maybe goes. he is in his own monster of the week game, right? 
And oh, maybe yeah. it's this thing of like, like you know, in, in each universe, they're like, okay, we'll get him on the next one. Maybe the idea is that like you bite it off and that's how he knows that he's the chosen one. And he knows that he must then go do something. But like sometimes he sees it and he just goes, that's weird. And then moves on. They're like, damn it. We didn't get through to him. Guess we got to give up on this timeline. It's like the layers in Inception, how they ring that bell. Okay, yeah. you, biting Ooh, the head off okay. the frog. Let me know. Let me know that we're still here and we're still grounded. You eat the face <laughs> off that frog. Yeah, you better eat it. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the thing. <laughs> oh, it's like we had to go deeper, and then they're they're we like, have to go and he's like, <clears throat> and he's like, okay, we're good, we're good. We're yeah, that's the sign. Please, please continue to go deeper. Uh, right. But then, what's happening outside of this? Because biting the biting eating the face of a frog, <laughs> like real quick, uh, whether raw or slightly cooked over a bunsen burner, that has to that has to start at the first level of inception or inceptedness, right? So if there had been three face eatings, there are a minimum a minimum of three layers deep because we don't see where they go on the fourth layer or the fourth whatever. Right. So is 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 biodome does does biodome exist in this? Is biodome not like out of order but still canonical? Is it the final layer and they're like, well maybe we're stuck or is this first layer biodome? So, like, this is also, like, the sort of, like, the weird versions of, like, what's your safety word sort of thing, right? So, it's, like, if you know they need to go deeper, right, you know, you, you bite the face off a frog. But, like, what is your – if that is what you know – if that's the the thing that makes you know that you have to dive deeper, what is the thing that you then do to say, okay, I'm ready to be pulled out? Like, um, how far does that go? Find the closest bird and bite its head off it's very quickly. <laughs> Just – no, come here, come here. Come, 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 come. Go, go, go. You walk into a pet store. I'm so sorry. Pick up a dove. That's why if you always see like uh, the exact same person at a zoo, like around the aviary area, you know that that person is probably just like waiting to like, um, this is this is my this is the extraction I'm, point. Yeah, this is my extraction point. Uh, hey, you've been at the zoo for a very long time. Uh, I'm counting here 19 years. This is my purpose. This is my extraction point. They will meet me here, and I'm going to eat the head off of this African gray parrot, and you'll thank me. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and they're like, okay, kids, well, why don't we go check out the uh, reptile house instead? <laughs> okay, well, who wants to look at the great apes? So yeah, seriously. Turn it down. Like, uh, they walk away. If you uh, want, uh, maybe another question for your next guest was, would you willingly bite the head off a bird if you knew it meant uh, <laughs> preserving preserving uh, the entire human Polly race? Shore? Oh, yeah, Polly okay. Shore. Yeah, just Polly Shore <laughs> specifically. Oh, man, that is so good. I really like this deep uh, fiction that we've, that we've come up. Or is it? Perhaps I don't think it it's is. All, perhaps it's all the simulation within Polly Shore or Brendan Fraser's mind, one of the two. So maybe hmm. maybe the reason why we think this is a uh, a dream or a thought bubble from Ed Sheeran is because Pauly Shore or Brendan Fraser had thought this into existence, and that's why we think that. So maybe we're existing. Maybe we are the frog. Oh man, Whoa. that's a metaphor that I'm not or, sure I'm ready for. I, I don't even know if it means anything at all. But maybe we're the. What frog. happens <laughs> when someone decides to buy our head off, though? Like we as society. Ooh. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody just did, and we are the way we are because the heads just got bit off, and we, you and I, had changed. Maybe before this, you and I were uh, lizards, uh, salamanders, and mm. right now, 
because of the fact that someone bit the head off a frog, someone ate the face of a frog, we now uh, accept or believe that we are, you know, I am Jordan, you're Colin, human beings. Right. Cloud Atlas style. Like knowing yeah, each other and other. About. That movie made no sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I speak the true true. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, hey, Jordan. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, before we say goodbye, um, do you want to plug your show and where people can find you? Absolutely, Colin. Uh, well, first of all, it's been a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. We've talked about a lot and absolutely nothing at the exact same time, and it's been very fun. <laughs> this has been very cathartic. Um, so, yes, my wife, Lindsay, and I host a show called Spooky Spouses, and we are a proud member, an enthusiastic member of the Scavengers Network. And you can find us on social media, not Facebook, uh, but on social media at spooky underscore spouses. You can send us an email with uh, hoax footage that you like, hoax footage that you've made, potential personal scary stories at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. And... Uh, my personal Twitter, I mean, there's really nothing on there except for when professional cycling season kicks off uh, <laughs> or when it's not professional cycling season, it's saxophone <laughs> saxophone things. Uh, I'm on Twitter at J-R-D-N Reed. And then uh, we're both on Instagram as well. I'm at J-R-D-N underscore Reed. And Lindsay is also on Instagram at L-N-D-S-Y underscore Reed. And that's mostly... On on Lindsay's side, it's mostly cakes and Molly. On my side, it's mostly saxophone or Molly. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strap in. It gets it's wild. A lot of controversial stuff. Uh, it gets pretty silly. A lot of frog face biting. Um, a lot of frog face biting. Which I'm going to start a new Instagram. Uh, a new Instagram. It'll be vi- it'll be videos only of me eating the faces of frog, and that'll be <laughs> at frog underscore face underscore uh, champion. Shore. Oh, champion! Yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm guessing every video you will tag Polly Shore and say, like, please get the message. It's hot oh, time yeah. to head to the aviation. It'll department. be so cryptic and loaded with code, and like you know what to do. And the video is only just me <laughs> finding a live frog and biting it to death. Uh, really quick, Polly, get to Polly, the, get to the extraction say, zone. But I'll say that, yeah, as I'm chewing it, so there's like frog blood, and it's very, it's very <laughs> disgusting. Chomp, Polly, um, you need to save us, and then you know, continue <laughs> to eat again. Um, and uh, before I do my little bit uh, as well, did you give the email uh, already? I forgot. I'm sorry. Yes, for spooky okay. spouses, I did. Yes. Spooky spouses cast okay. at gmail.com. Yeah. So also please be sure to hit them up as well as uh, us up um, here at the Scavengers Network at scavengersnetwork at gmail.com. And let us know what your personal Bigfoot phrase would be, um, because I am very interested in that. Um, And don't forget hashtag condiments or hashtag dippers with a Z uh, on Twitter. Um, at scavengers net um, for Twitter for scavengers network. Um, and for me, you can find me at Colin C O L I N M Parker P A R K E R. Um, so once again, thank you to Jordan for being on the show. Uh, as always, I'm Colin Parker. Oh, I am Jordan Reed and I'll write you back soon.
you go. Yeah, that what a fun, fun thing. That was super fun. That was super fun. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to have you on again at some point. Hang on, I'm going to hit stop recording. Oh, yeah, let me do that as well. Right now. <laughs>